when I'm on, they gon' have questions for me. What them bad hoes like? Can you bless me, homie? Did you buy We're back. Back to even. Thank you for coming in and checking out the podcast. It means an absolute ton to your boy Bennett and me. Hope everybody had a great weekend as we are fresh off the heels of championship weekend and feeling right. Wouldn't be able to, to start the pod without telling you the date, right? So it is Monday, January 29th, 2024. Feel free to make all your uh, appropriate appointments based off of that. We got a big show in store for you today, gang. We got some white people are the worst. We got a little Iowa segment. We got a wrestling segment. We're going to talk football. We got horror stories from the air. You name it, we are ready to cook and ready to rock for you. So what do you say we get this show on the road and fire this bad boy up? You know who I am. My name is Jeff. Joined as always by the one and only. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. 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 Hey, Ben. Oh, Ben. 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 Cheers, Benito. What's happening, brother? What up, Jeffrey? Hey. Living. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang nine of gangs. Here's the deal. Bang, bang, bang. Found a lot of bang, bangs out there. Uh, did you know? Also, I wish that we could have recorded the snaps today, all day. Like, in oh, yeah. Order of all of us saying bang, bang from mm. you to Dalt to me to Ty to Ton to Mez to Hein, finally. Uh, Dude, I, I mean, I tell you what, what a what a championship weekend! It was a great weekend of football. Great. Those were two great games, huh? Very, very, and both tales, you know, two totally different first versus second halves. Yeah, right. I mean, not much, but very nothing. Literally, nothing happened in the second half of right? the Chiefs Ravens game. Correct. Correct. No. Uh, really killed a massive parlay that I was super excited about. And I'll tell you this. When Kelsey went down and scored the first touchdown, and then Pacheco scored the next touchdown, and if you follow the B2E gambling, I, I had three of these X amount of guys to score two plus. I was like, boy, we're sitting pretty good in the first half. First 10 minutes of that game, I was chubbed up. For, uh, for sure, my guy. I showed everybody we were with. I was like, Showed everybody your chub? No, just the bet. Oh, the bet. Got it. Mm-hmm. That tracks. Because mm-hmm. I thought you were at a bar. That might have got you arrested. Yeah, we were. Uh, shout out Chauncey Social. Never really been there much. It's really close to us. Great game day atmosphere. Outside of the DJ playing music every commercial break. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, uh, and I was a little shocked to hear you say great game day atmosphere because that would have made me want to drive 10-inch nails through my eyes. It is so bad. Like, so many times I was like, all right, cut the music, cut the music, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, you couldn't conversate. But we go to another bar, Boondock, sometimes for Vikings games. Yeah. And they just play the commercials on full blast. So I can't really decide what's worse. Listen to the commercials at a million volume or having music during the commercials. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. And I think for a regular season game, I don't think you can do anything, right? Because I would assume Boondocks uh, has multiple games on, 
right? No, so they one, just put one up. They just it's a Vikings bar. Oh, so okay. they put the bikes on the big screen. Yeah, with sound, and then they do have like small TVs with other games on. Sure, but the sound is always the Vikes game. It would distract me. I think for sure, not not the commercials, the the DJ, right? Because what if they yeah. do play a banger? He didn't. I send a lot of snaps. He did not bangers. This was not DJ banger. Okay, let me tell you. Stuff. He was DJ. I mean, he played the fucking Cupid Shuffle at one point, dude. No, he didn't. Did he really? Yes, he did. Yeah, I thought I sent a video of that. I you, probably did. You did. My with, volume was down. I was playing with Ton's ponytail, and I was doing the Cupid Shuffle with her, which she didn't love, but I did that. Um, yeah, dude, he played the Cupid Shuffle. I thought we only played that at weddings and junior high dances, not on commercial break of the AFC championship. Hmm. Yeah. I don't understand that <laughs> at all. Like what, what, what vibe are you trying to bring to right. a hardcore football crowd? Well, hardcore is a little high. Uh, not to that one guy. That was, I wish I would have recorded more. I started way too late, dude. What a loser. Mm-hmm. What a loser. Uh, he was big on the he was big on the Lions too, so he went double losers today. He was big on the Ravens in the early game. We left, obviously, but at the start he was heavy Lions. I'm sorry for this head cold that you're all hearing today. It's driving me crazy. I sound Probably like a twelve-year-old going through puberty. So no, you it's sound really good, hard brother. for me to make fun of people right now because I don't sound like a, a normal. You sound great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sound great. Yeah, that guy was a hardo, but yeah. So it's just a weird vibe to be throwing out during championship games. But you had solid start to your parlays. Feeling good, wow. dude. I was feeling real good. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna look here. I just really bet specials this week. Even after we did our stuff, I just went through. I didn't. I wrote down all my seventy percent hit rate guys, and I didn't put a parlay together on them. Uh, but I just really just went through the specials, and I was like, "Boy, I really like this." And yeah, there were some fun ones this week. Fun time to bet the specials for sure. I know one of mine hit. It did the twenty. 20- Completed passes. I mean, barely. Skin of my teeth. Yep. Good job. You, uh, let's see here. Yeah, because I think Brock Purdy's last completion was the 20th, mm-hmm. if I'm not wrong. Correct. Yep. So. And Lamar finished with 20. Did he, too? <laughs> yeah, right on the nose. Yeah, tough look for the boys going over. Uh Great call on the Kansas City minus six and a half. Shout out, Ben. Shout out. Uh, but yeah, there was just fun ones. Uh, I did like the one rushing TD and one passing TD in each half for every team. Okay. Which was a little bit of a stretch, but it was plus 31,000. Yeah, that's. I mean, a dollar to win 310 bucks. Yep. You can't. You got to put a dollar on that. Yeah, you can't pass that up. Especially with just two games. It's not like we're talking every NFL game. Nope. Right? There's not 16 of them. There was two. Correct. Correct. So, uh, no, tons of fun. 
uh, great games. I, I'm excited to dive into them with you. Uh, I I think we were both right, obviously, on what we thought was going to happen. Happen. Correct. Uh, the script was not the script, so everybody can calm down on the fucking colors of the Super Bowl logo that the Woo-hoo. city council of that city the city picks. Um, but yeah, man, it was uh, it was fun. Also, early favorites. I because I have Fanduel open. San Francisco one and a half point favorites. It's already gone down. ESPN opened them at two and a half. I'm sure it's different on every book, but. That's uh, over under 47 and a half. So we got two weeks to kind of own in on what we're doing here. That'll move a lot, I think. I don't know I don't which direction. Like three and a half. I don't know which direction, but I, do, I, I think that's going to move probably two points, maybe three at least. Yeah. I, just, I do as well. I think three and a half is a fair number for the Super Bowl. It's just so... It's so early, and people are going to take that in, and I think that line is very reflective of, uh, look, realistically, like the, the 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 Niners have not looked great the last two games. They've got it done, which is what that's you got to do. It. That's just it, right? But good teams win, great teams cover. They aren't. Yeah. They aren't covering. Yeah, I don't know about the cover anymore. I think sometimes on the spreads, I'm not a big spread better. I do alt line spreads, what I think a lot on the games, but I think a lot of time, which I, I don't think, I know, Vegas tries to get people to put money one way or the other. Yeah. Because they're trying to win money. It's not necessarily what they think is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to win money here. Yeah. So. I mean, and what and what it's it's a bit of a myth in some respect, um, but there's some truth behind it too. It's not entirely how it's set, but they try to balance it out. Right. They don't want to to lose their shirt one way or the other. That's why lines move. It's not because all right. of a sudden they think the Niners are. Oh wow! Well, as of today, we think they're five points better than somebody. It's not that they're trying to balance it out. They're trying to get more bets on somebody else. Right, the uh, line moves based on people placing bets up until kickoff. Correct. So, you know, that being said, they're generally set because they, I mean, they're pretty good. They know what they're doing. They think that's probably where it's going to end up. They're not Nostradamus, but they're pretty damn close for the most part, right? Like, you know, what was the, what was the Niners line today? Six and a half? Yeah, it was yep. a three-point game. They were up ten. Touchdown late, you know. Can you imagine scoring 17 unanswered points? 27. Right, but at one point in the second half, the 49ers had run 17 offensive plays and scored 17 points. That's efficient. Let me tell you, in the game of football, when you're averaging a point of play, you're winning a lot of games. Something to set your sights on. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm going to try to figure that out. We'll be millionaires real fast when I do. Let mm-hmm. me tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, that was just, that's that was a crazy stat. But, yeah, it was 27 unanswered. Uh, that's unreal, man. That's unreal. I mean, all right, so let's talk that game first. Uh, as as, as in-depth as we can. Coming at it from a Lions perspective, 
and as a Vikings fan, right? We've had some heartbreak yeah, oh, as, yeah. A, yeah. as fans, right? Yeah. In the NFC Championship games, they are either blowouts or, you know, melt, you know, a, a bit of a meltdown slash not managing the game properly and you miss a field goal to potentially win it, right? I think what happened to the Lions today would be worse because at halftime, at halftime, you think you're going to the Super Bowl. I sent a text to my dad and I said, hey, uh, can't believe I'm my dad, Scott. I said, I can't believe I'm letting I'm going to see the Lions play for a fucking Super Bowl before I'm going to see the Vikings. Right. Like, I just like at that point, because we were on the way home when they scored to go up 21 to seven. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I couldn't believe. Like, that's you're 100% right because, like I said, I sent the text, dude. I was like, I cannot believe I'm going to watch the Detroit Lions play for a chance to win a Super Bowl before I will ever see the Minnesota Vikings. Mm -hmm. That was insane to me. It was shocking. It was. And I think you even sent that text. Like, you're like, this is unreal. Like, whatever you said, you were like, I did not see this coming. No. Like not and at they all. So good in the first half. Yeah, they they were they 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 drank Jordan's special drink, mm-hmm. you know, it, before the game started instead of after halftime. They got it wrong. One hundred percent. The Lions lioned, right? You got to drink that stuff at halftime. Praise God! Can't do it before the game. They they beefed that. Yeah, that was that was nuts. Um, I mean, they came out and they. You know, one, two, three, them right in the fucking mouth, and the the Niners looked. Yeesh. I mean, there were there were com- I was in text chains where people were basically saying, "Well, Kirk Cousins is gone." I mean, honestly, like the Niners are going to come get up. him. Well, when they were up, I told Ty, I was like, "The Vikes are done for a while, dude." Like, because people here's the deal: they have a bunch of they don't have a bunch of cap, but they have a pretty decent cap room coming forward. And I think they'll still make some moves to get some guys, but you go to the Super Bowl and they're relatively young. Like mm-hmm. a lot of guys are on small contracts. Mm-hmm. It's just not fun for the NFC North for a little bit. No. No. But the last time they lost to the 49ers in the National Football League slash conference championship, they didn't do shit for another 57 years. So. Give me that bet. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Lions are terrible again forever. Fingers crossed. Yeah, but then the Niners showed up. How about Brock Purdy in that second half, man? That's pretty... It's almost like he finally settled down. And I remembered, so. like, I can play football. And the way he used his legs, dude. Here's this thing. I talked to Ty about it a lot today. I hate the Brock Purdy hate. Ooh, double like, hate. I just, I just don't get it because he was the last pick, and everybody's like, "Well, he's got all the good play." Okay, great. Like he was, he was the last pick in the NFL draft. Every team had at least seven chances to go get the guy, mm-hmm. and they didn't. Right. 
and I under yeah, he does fit their system well. But that so does Lamar. Because if Lamar went to any other team, somebody would have tried to move him to wide receiver or he would have been a bust. Like I'm, I'm just telling you, that's how it works. But they went all in on Lamar. Yep. And they were like, God, this guy does a lot at Iowa State, what we do, under center, a lot of play action, heavy in the run game. That's what we do. This this could be a great backup. Mm-hmm. He found his way into a role. What did he do last year? Won like eight straight till the NFC Championship or something, and he hurt his arm. Yep. So, I mean, I, I'm not saying like he's the go, but like give the guy his flowers a little bit. Like, Christ, he just took it. Winning is the hardest thing to do in life. Winning is really right. hard. For sure. And he's shown over two years he can win. Mm-hmm. Every other quarterback throws interceptions too, but fuck Brock Purdy throws one. It's like, this guy sucks. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I would say if he sucked, they would not be as dominant as they are. 10,000%. Right. Dude. I don't, for the they, regular they, seasons. Yeah. Cause you couldn't just lean on CMC to run. 40 times no. a game. The Mikes did that forever with AP, and what we get to the second round of the playoffs once? Right. Correct. And and you'd be you'd be around 500. Like, I, I you know, yes, they have depth uh, on their line, and they're, they have a good defense, and they're, you know, they're loaded in a – they're really good in a lot of positions. No doubt about that. But at the end of the day, like, they're also playing against the best of the best – yeah, and the, the best, best guys in the NFL on the, every other team. The best head coaches, they would find a way to fuck that up if you didn't have somebody who was better than just a mediocre quarterback. Correct. You know, so. The guy wouldn't have been in back-to-back NFC championships. No. If he sucked. Right. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Now, he's not uh, GOAT level, right? I, I, no, I would, And I wouldn't say low. that. I wouldn't no say that. Up. I wouldn't say that. Not at all. But he he doesn't suck, right? right? Um, and I would I would say again. I don't think love is goat level, but he doesn't suck. No, I know, but that's just the unfortunate thing is fans is all we hear is the media narrative, right? For sure. And the media was so heavy on Jordan Love, like this guy is the best. He was a first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. So really, Jordan Love is doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Brock Purdy was the last pick of the NFL draft two years ago. This mm-hmm. is his second year in the NFL. Right. Basically, the Niners were like, we're going to take this guy so he doesn't end up on anybody else's practice squad. Right. Right. Yeah. And Love had three years to learn the system. Correct. <laughs> Not two and a half games. And then, hey, go get him, big boy. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, yeah, he's good for sure. No doubt about it, man. And he turned it on and he finally, like, came around and maybe like you know got the pressure off of him or something i don't know what happened but he looked like a different dude in the second half for sure and the defense looked like a different defense they were making plays and you know i don't know like or golf got tight something it was just it was wild yeah i just think adjustments in the nfl are a real thing more than anywhere else because you have the best in the world right players they're smart coaches are smart um he kind of knew what the Lions wanted to do, right? They were mm-hmm. there, and they just they just started making plays. That's all it was. Yeah, uh, the Lions also dropped a ton of balls in the second half, a ton. Yeah, 
especially big third downs. Mm-hmm. So the Lions want to look in the mirror. They should invest in a fucking jugs machine at their practice facility and catch some footballs. But that's, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better game to cap off the weekend, man. Right, right. How much shit you think Dan Campbell gets for not kicking field goals? A ton, dude, Uh, because those two field goals win you the fucking football game now. And that's the thing is um, as a coach and somebody who aspires to do bigger things in coaching, I I have a whole note on my phone. Um, just things that I've learned watching the game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you look back to the Washington Texas game when they kept their best running back in the game to try to run out the clock, and then he got hurt, and then that killed the clock. And it was like, all right, at least put the second string guy in or take knees because all you're trying to do is kill clock, right? Like, doesn't matter. Then the Niners, they put in Elijah Mitchell, I think, uh, on that last series to try to pick. We're not going to lose CMC. Like, that was their thing. Uh, but, yeah, dude, I think that's how Dan Campbell's got here, though, as well. Yeah. And taking risks. And I, I do love it because, you know, you look at the Chiefs game, and we'll get to that, but third and two or whatever it was, and they dialed up a bomb to MVS. And it's like, okay, sometimes you have to have balls to run the unconventional stuff, but – Boy, I just think championship weekend, if you can fucking come away with points, mm-hmm. you just take the points. And and clearly, hindsight's always going to be 50-50, right? Or whatever. So, 20-20, whatever they say. Uh, but those two field goals, if they're good, you win the game. Yeah, yeah. So. For sure. Yep. You can be aggressive. You can you can believe in your team, but you can't do it all. Like, it can't be a a blanket statement. You know what I mean? 100, 100%, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun to watch because, yeah. especially, I mean, the one fourth down was like, what, at their own 35 or 40-yard line? Yeah. Yep. And it was like, boy, this is a big thing. And clearly they didn't get it. So Nope. Nope. So, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go out. And we got to pick one here, right? So listen to these. You tell me which one you like the best. Out of the bang bangs. Bang bang. Bang bang. Bang bang. Skeet skeet. So Matt's a good setup. Bang bang bang. We got. We got. We have a. We got to have a bang bang. Forty nine er gang. Sounder. Uh, also, I, I do like the second one probably the best. Um, but E forty has a song. Bang right. bang niner gang. Yeah, I do. I don't think we have the rights to that. <laughs> no, I don't think we do either. But the the DJ did play that prior to kickoff in the game. Nice. And then I was like, I was like listening. And I was like bang bang, and I was like, this sounds like E forty. And then Ty did the thing, you know, where you listen Shazam or whatever the hell, mm-hmm. and he pulled up. He's like, yeah, this is E forty. I was like, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, bro, right on. So. Uh, we got E40 versus, uh, well, the Red Kingdom. Who is that? Tech Nine, I think, Ooh. for the Super Bowl. She so, has- honorary captains, Tech Nine for the Chiefs and E40 for the Niners. Looking and, good. And Taylor Swift. Mm. 
No, thank you. Just put her in the mix. All right. She might drop a new single, Ben. You don't know. I mean, Karma is the guy who plays for the Chiefs, you know? Right. 100%. He is. So, CMC uh, is fun to watch. He is. He's good. What a touchdown machine. He is. Yeah. Shout out us for not picking a CMC touchdown, let alone two. We're smart. All right. We're good at gambling. Yeah, no, the group has been on fire this year. And championship weekend really capped it off. So it put a nice little bow on it for us, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice little exclamation point on our ineptitude for the year. Excited for one more ride for the Super Bowl. No doubt. I mean, the Super Bowl could change it, turn the whole thing around. Oh, too. Just takes one. Right. I also feel like idiots because at the beginning of the year, we talked about this guy who said, if you just bet parlays every week, you're a moron. You're never going to win. You're never going to hit. And we really shit on that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. He didn't know what he's talking about. We are. Yeah, he didn't. Rolling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe he was on to something. JK, he wasn't. We'll never stop parlaying. Ever. At least I won't. I don't know. I won't. I'm not scared. All day. All right. AFC Championship game. Again. I mean, I'll, I'll lead it off with this. Yeah, great game. Really disappointed with the uh, lack of sportsmanship in that game. Isaiah uh, Flowers? I'm being facetious. I always watch. <laughs> it, But it was a lot. To, did it not feel like that? I mean, like, out of the gate, right? Pre-game, Mahomes is fucking with Justin Tucker. Well, time out, because I want to I wanna clear some air on that guy right away. Yeah. Because that was all over Twitter. And I understand that both, both kickers will go to both ends of the field and kick and see how the wind's coming, right? Yeah. But Justin Tucker is not going to kick a fucking field goal from the goal line. No. And he had the stand and his helmet and two extra balls on the goal line as they were clearly out there, the whole team was running routes. Yes. So I had zero problem with what the Chiefs, like that was 100% Justin Tucker going out there to fuck with those guys. Oh, yeah. Totally. But there were so many people who were like, oh, the Chiefs, what a little uh, home turf. Oh, no, 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 no. There is zero situations in the game where Justin Tucker kicks a field goal from the goal line. Zero. Right. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. It's just petty right out of the gate by everybody, yeah. right? Like everybody's being like, you know, you. it was just emotions were high. No one was keeping their composure. <laughs> um, I've watched probably as much Kansas City Chiefs football this year as I have Vikings football. Well, they're always on in the second game, it seems like. So, right. Yeah. You know, and you tell me if I'm wrong here, but I, I don't know. Travis Kelsey, it seemed like he was trying to put on a show. He, he sure did, dude. He uh, was in everybody's face after every fucking play. Jack John, I mean, you name it, dude. He was fired up. Granted, I mean, he had a great game, but. He did. And I also think, like, you're a competitor, right? Or you, you're right? You've been in that athletic space. Mm-hmm. 
where you're trying to beat people. Um, dude, I just Travis Kelsey in the playoffs is a different monster. Right, no doubt. Like it's just like uh, Larry Fitz in the playoffs. There's not a whole lot of things to run off, but that Super Bowl run, and then when they ran to the NFC Championship and lost to the Panthers. I mean, there's just like some guys that are like extremely great in the playoffs. And Kelsey today passed Barry Rice for most playoff receptions all time. It's pretty crazy. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, that's wild because every other record that he, that guy has is essentially untouchable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's pretty crazy. But not that one. No. Well, it's just. They've been doing it a while, just like, you know, Bryce was able to. And that's what it took. It takes as long a lot of opportunities and they're he's good. They're good. Yeah, but he was he was fired up. He was pushing and shoving. The fucking Ravens were pushing and shoving. Zay Flowers is an idiot. Um, that was so dumb. I I couldn't I couldn't believe that. Like the whole episode there of Zay Flowers. Huge play. First down, you want to stand over a guy? Sweet. You want to talk trash? Sweet. You want to spin the ball? Sweet. You want to push a guy? Sweet. You do all four, that's going to draw an easy flag, man. You can't do them all, brother. (laughs) (laughs) It's one too many things. That was just insane to me to watch that. Also, I mean, kid's a rookie, right? I, I guarantee in that situation, he'll never do that stuff again that clearly cost his team some yards and ended up costing them points but holy smokes what a change of momentum and momentum I think people don't believe in until you're in games competitively and you can feel it right I'm sure there's games that you've pitched in where you felt momentum swing and it's like oh yeah right and uh. it's a real thing momentum is a real thing because it's a my it helps in your mindset and you just keep pushing you keep going. And that just killed the momentum for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Yeah, it just it was a it was a chippy game, physical game, but good one, man. Uh, you know that they, the Chiefs came out, and you know the Ravens haven't really like played from behind much. No, this year, and you could see like they were not prepared to be down early. I feel like that's that's such a good point, Jeff. Like. I looked at some stuff and I saw, I totally forgot. I think it was week six. The Bengals went into Baltimore and won like 41 10. But they just got up early. And then it was kind of the same shit. Obviously, today didn't get out as out of hand as, as that. But it really didn't feel like once that second Kansas City touchdown when they kicked the field. I mean, it was never. Close. I mean, it just kind of felt like Kansas City was in control all day. Right. And I know the second half was just a punt and turnover fest, but it was like, well, 10 points is 10 points. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. But we picked him. We picked him right. We did. We knew that. Maybe we're the smartest people in the world. <laughs> Yeah, picking the defending Super Bowl champ and uh, the best team in football. Yeah, <laughs> best team in football. We're so smart. 
I mean, I, that's the thing is like everybody wanted to talk about it being rigged and all this. I do think the four best teams in football played this weekend. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like one was a big shock to be there, if no. I'm being completely honest. No, hell no. Hell no. And they all put on a performance worthy of being there. Correct. Right. You know, nobody got blown out. Nobody shit the bed. Uh, nobody looked outmatched or outgunned. They were all right. in them, and they were, you know, they, they all had a shot at the end. Right. One team that won it has arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play. I know it's early, but damn, six straight AFC championship games, and now he's going to his fourth Super Bowl in six years. That's uh, it's pretty that's pretty point. wild, especially this year. I know everybody likes to shit on Pat Mahomes, but what are the weapons on the Chiefs' offense? A thirty-five-year-old Travis Kelsey, yeah, a, a rookie Rasheed Rice, yep, a second-year seventh-round pick at running back, yep. It's not like he's just got dudes all over the field. Nope. So, yeah, that's that's wild. And their defense has played so good, and so many people don't give credit to that defense. Spags has those guys rolling. That's why I'm super juiced for this Super Bowl, where I think, like, both offenses could win it, and both defenses are really good. Yeah. I I mean, I I personally felt this was the first game I saw that defense and was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> All good. right. You know, like, because the, the Ravens are physical as fuck. They are. And it's just like when you look at the Chiefs, man, like they invested in a quarterback and teams are so scared to. And I know Mahomes contract will be pushed back forever, but they gave a guy a half a billion dollars because they're like, we think you're the real deal. And then they just pick up pieces that fit what they're trying to do and they go win. They're starting linebackers. They were Nick Bolton and Drew Tranquil. And most people listening to this episode are going to be like, who the hell are those guys? And Exactly. Yeah, I, I didn't know who they were. Right. <laughs> but like, that's just it. Like, and they're, those guys, Drew Tranquil, especially today, played out of his mind. Number 23. He played so good. And the obviously, Baltimore has had a great defense the entire time I've been alive, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just a staple of Baltimore. Yep. Good defense. Good linebackers. And yep. they have two of the best, Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith. Um, also, the uh, late in the game, semi-smart, semi-super dumb, first and five, jump off sides. Mm. Jump off sides, great. Jump off Give sides, a smoke a dude. <laughs> not, not a smart move. Yeah. It's pretty stupid. That was definitely a, out of frustration. He knew he was offside, so he's like, I'm going to make this count. And he popped the dude on the other side. Well, I think that it was all – I think they told Patrick Queen because it was first and five. So if you make him jump or you give him the first three five and they get another first down, no time comes off the clock, but it's first and ten. Mm-hmm. So they're willing to give up five yards for five yards for them to seal the game. Sure. But then they gave up 15 yards. Right. And then a little extra, you know, like, hey, what the hell? You know, it's one thing to just line up off sides. Okay. That's interesting. But a, little, a cheap shot to the right guard. And then everybody's like, all right, well, 
go fuck yourself. Here's a bomb <laughs> to MVS to seal this Yeah, thing. that was brilliant. That was such a ballsy play. And really a poor execution on Mahomes' part. Like, wasn't a great throw. It was, like, behind him and to the, you know, to the right. Couldn't believe that the drop king MVS caught that sucker. If I'm being completely honest, that guy's got more drops this year than anybody else. I feel right. like every game I watch, he's dropping balls. Yep, no doubt. Yeah, what a play, and, and sealed it. Ball and game. I mean, those are the risks you take. You know, you got to risk it team. for the biscuit, man. Mm-hmm. Got to. Otherwise, what are we doing? You know, that's what I'm saying. Early thoughts on Super Bowl. What number are we on? 40, 50 uh, something. 50, 20. Yeah, I don't know. Man. I think 58. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. 58. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 58. That's wild. That is wild. Uh, early thoughts are. Early predictions. We'll just say that, you know, not holding yeah. you to anything. Who you think wins? I really feel like I'm going to feel like I did last year where I couldn't pick a winner. Mm. I just could pick props. Like, I don't, I truly don't know. Um, I think if the game gets tough, you got to ride with the, with Pat, right? Like, who's going to win it down the stretch for you? Obviously, pretty's done well, but. Pat's been in that situation many a times and in Super Bowls, yep. you know? Um, so, uh, man, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. when I, I think it's going to be an unreal game. I think people are going to probably be bored because it's probably not going to be as high scoring as people want it to be. Mm. But what was, I don't know what 47 the 47 and a half. Is it? That's what the opener was. That's probably fair, but yeah, I just, I don't see it being like the New England Rams Super Bowl where it was like 13 to three or whatever that game was. Let's hope not. But I do think it's going to be a extremely tight game like that. Okay. 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 Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, it's what I said about the Chiefs uh, this week. It, it's tough to bet against them, man. It's tough to pick against. So tough. That experience, that coach, that quarterback. I know they don't have as many weapons offensively as uh, our team does, all right, as we do. Okay. Bang, bang. Um. So it's just hard to pick against them. I'm rooting for the Niners. Right, I'd love to see Shanahan get that, you know, Super Bowl monkey off his back. Literally. You know, yeah. and you know, let CMC get one. I think, you know, it's cool to see great players finally get, you know, reach the mountaintop. Um, mm-hmm. So it, that'd be fun, you know, and well, get at one least for the, we don't have to see Barry Sanders check into the game. Right. Right. They were showing him early and often. Yeah, they were. At that game. He was ready. I think he was going to come in. <laughs> Suit up. That was their mistake, man. They should have brought him in. Should have brought uh, him. I will say one thing. I'm really kind of heavy in on. I think the Super Bowl is going to be Andy Reid's last game. 
Whoa. Boop, a boop, boop, boop. Breaking fucking news. Why do you think that? Mm. There's been a lot of talk about it recently on the X sphere, formerly known as Twitter sphere. Mm -hmm. Uh, They think that's the reason Belichick didn't get the Falcons job. Okay. Which, in all reality, guys at that top of the level, right? A lot of shit happened the last couple years with Andrew Reid and his personal life when they were in the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. His son, who was a staffer on the team, was in a drunk driving accident, killed somebody. Uh, I think there's just been a lot of taxing shit, and I think people go through life, and at some point, I mean, for Andy especially, I know Belichick is old, but he clearly has the drive to want to keep coaching. Yeah. Um, I think that some people are like, how much better does it get than this? You know what I mean? Um, And so maybe if they wouldn't have won today, it would have been different. Maybe if they lose, I don't know. Um, I'm just saying early prediction, that talk would not shock me at all. Is if Andy Reid stepped away and Bill Belichick comes in, and takes over for two or three or whatever years. Uh, I like the story and the narrative. I see how it fits in the great coach to great coach passing of passing of the, the baton, right? Let this guy run the next relay. I do not see how it fits with Patrick Mahomes. He seems I mean, like such the anti Tom Brady to Bill Belichick. Sure. You know, he wants freedom. He wants expression. And and that's what that team's been built on. So to bring in the the 180-degree opposite guy who is like, absolutely not. You're a fucking robot. It's Chiefs way or whatever the fuck you're going to call it. Their Bills way. I just don't, I don't see how that would work at all within their current system. I, I just see the... Like you said at the beginning, passing of uh, yeah, that fits. I mean, it's literally just at that point you're the CEO to the CEO, championship caliber to championships caliber. They know how to run stuff. I think I just I mean, if Bill was to hold out for something, everybody talks about he's X amount of wins away from the title, right? Most wins as a head coach, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he's fourteen away. Mm-hmm. That's a realistic possibility in the year, in a year for the Chiefs. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think he got a little bit of a rude awakening this year. When, yeah, when you lose the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, and interviewed for other jobs and didn't get them. Yeah, and I, I'm sure that it wasn't. I think it was more him wanting other things than him not getting them. If that makes sense. Okay. Because Bill Belichick comes from the Bill Parcells classic line of you want me to cook supper, but you don't want me to buy the groceries. Mm -hmm. And Bill has always been in charge of, he's the GM as well in New England, right? Like he's the guy, which I, I a hundred percent agree with. I think you got to be on the same page or let that guy do it. But, um, 
I think it's, I just think it's really, I think it's an interesting storyline. And I think it would probably be the least surprising thing this offseason if that did truly come to fruition. Yeah, that'd be wild. It would be wild. And I would be very interested. I would hope they would have hard knocks. I know they won't, but I would hope they would have hard knocks. Be crazy. uh, Because I would love to see the face of the NFL players <laughs> um, and his interactions with the face of the, you know, coaches pantheon. Right. Yeah. And it, like just the exact opposite guy. And he's so opposite Reed too. Like Andy lets him, I mean, you know, you, you, we saw it on quarterback where they're just like coming up with plays on their own. Bill mm-hmm. Belichick would be like, fuck you, <laughs> you know, halfback dive. And I think that's probably true if he was taking over the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. But I think that's totally different if he's going to the Super Bowl runner-up or Super Bowl champion, been there, you know, four out of the last six years Mm. with Pat Mahomes. I think that, that, that changes. And I think it's just literally a guy to facilitate a championship mindset. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 look, it's an entertainment business. I'd be all in because I'd love to see how it would shake out. Yeah. I would love to see Chief how it would Superman shake out. Super fan is probably rock hard here in that right now. Oh, boy. Oh, actually, I, he would probably have a funeral if Andy Reid retired. You think? Yeah, he'd be very sad. He'd be very sad. It'd be like he lost his uncle or something. Just kidding. But. I mean, I, I would that, be. I'd be I, sad. Dude. I love Andy. I do too. I just like if he was our coach. Oh like, my god! Like, and I, you know, for the Vikings, and like, they had reached that low. I'd be real bummed that he that he left. I'd get it, but I'd be bummed. Yeah, I just, I think he's realized the value of a real quarterback, and I think that's probably what he was holding out on. You know, because that was the big talk. Was like, oh, Kirk to Atlanta when he was interviewing there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, you got to have a quarterback to win games. Yeah. Yes, you do. Not yeah. everybody can be the 82 Bears. Correct. Or the, when did the Ravens win it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Ravens with, uh, that was 2001. Was it a one? They played a terrible With Dilfer? Giants. Yeah, they played a terrible Giants team. So Brad Johnson it. took the Bucks to the to the Super Bowl championship too. So, mm-hmm. no. there's been some mediocre ones that have done it, but it's not not of late, really. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Once everybody's got away from the Tampa two defense, yeah, you don't see a whole lot of mediocre quarterbacks taking teams to the Super Bowl. Right. How you think? Uh, how you think Harbaugh is going to work out in San Diego? I think it'll be great. Which I is, think it's German for whale's vagina, Ben. It is. Actually, I think it means St. Diego. Nope. Uh, no, I think it'll be great. I love that he brought his DC from Michigan. Uh, I think I've said this on this pod and other pods. Uh, I think college coaches are ahead of the curve on a lot of things Mm -hmm. and 
I'm really excited to watch, especially two really good safeties in San Diego. Well, Los Angeles. Uh, I think I'm just really excited to see a college DC get his shot and be able to run what he wants to run. Cause obviously Jim's bringing him with to Hey, run the same shit. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's going to be good. Uh, JJ McCarthy's probably a little sad cause they're probably going to stick with Herbert. So yeah, you think, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be good, man. I'm excited. Absolutely. It'll be, uh, what an AFC championship, Ravens, Chargers, Harbaugh's. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Which makes, sorry, I was out of nowhere because they're like, I know that they're supposed to be this up-and-coming team, um, but they're realistically not, right? And the fact that Pat Mahomes has been to six straight AFC championship games now. Uh, what is this, fifth Super Bowl? This would be his fourth. Fourth Super Bowl? Six yep. years and the AFC is stacked. Yeah. Makes it all the more impressive what he's doing. Because I think if you were to look at, you know, you look, everybody says, oh, all the quarterbacks are in the AFC for the most part. Mm-hmm. Makes it all the more impressive. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. All the good young ones are. Yep. For sure. For sure, McGee. Uh, what should we dump into next, dude? Or you got well, we anything got else NFL related? Um, no, I don't think I have anything else NFL related. All right, deal. Good, good. Iowa time. Mm-hmm. Iowa time. So it's definitely a segment we got going. We got three things Iowa related. We do to discuss. Okay. We do. Pick one. Well, I think we start with the oldest one. Okay. Um, do you think they'll ever let go? No. Nope. I mean, we've talked about it a hundred times. They will never give this up. How crazy is that, dude? It, <laughs> very. I, I honestly, okay. I feel like I don't feel like I know sports has engulfed most of my life for 32 years on this earth. Mm-hmm. I've never seen something like this. Nope. It's, it's one thing, you know, like the Buckner under his legs, right? Like if it was something like that, right? Mm-hmm. This is a game against the 120th out of 131 ranked offenses in college football mm-hmm. where they kicked four field goals and they beat you at your place for the first time in a while. I think mm-hmm. the last time the Gophers beat Iowa was maybe 2012. I think I was there. They put a beating on I think it was 51 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at TCF Bank Stadium. They could not stop a jet sweep to KJ May, I think. It was a little slot wide out the Gophers had at the time. 
Max uh, Williams caught three touchdown passes. Ooh. Yeah. Um, crazy, man. Um, so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Gopher, excuse me, Hawkeye Gymnastics posted a GIF of their, I don't know, I don't know who the girl is. And I apologize for not knowing who the girl is, but it doesn't matter. They posted a picture, a GIF of their one of their gymnastics stars and said, so-and-so has a message. And she walks to the camera and she opens a piece of paper and it says, it wasn't a fair catch. Hmm. Yeah. I've just never seen nothing like that, Jeff. Nope. And I, I can no longer decide if they... No, I, 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 I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and mm-hmm. say that I think a smarter, funnier, more with it school and fan base would be leaning into it and just making it their mantra, like a branding thing. Yeah. You know, and like that, hey, that we're going to ride this ticket for as long yeah. as we can. That's what I think you know, uh, a smart school would be doing. I just think they're hung up on it. I'm not going to give them the benefit of that doubt. I think it's in their head and it's borderline, like going to eat them alive from the inside. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's going to tear them apart. Yeah. Without a doubt. You got to let it go, man. I'm going to be, I'm going to say this not as a, shitting on our good friend who's an Iowa fan. But I don't see them, the Gophers, losing this game for a while. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a catalyst. I'm just saying, like, listen, the fact that weeks later, Kirk Ferentz has all this shit, his son getting fired from the University of Iowa without his saying... Uh, them being a game away from going to, or no, they did go play in the Big Ten Championship. Excuse me. Yep. Yeah, going to go play in the Big Ten Championship against the number one team in the country. And in the press game before that game, after the Nebraska game, he brings up that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, boy, you guys can't score an offensive touchdown for shit. I'd let that go. <laughs> I'd be a little bit more concerned about scoring points. I'm just saying. I've just, honestly, I have never seen anything like this. I know I said that. It's just a mind-blowing thing that this is where we're at with Iowa athletics now. Yeah. They are hinging on the loss of the Gophers football game between two of the worst offenses in college football history on a play that everyone has came out and said, it's a crappy rule, but they called it right. Correct. It's an invalid fair catch. Right. He waved people away. He had done it all day. Apparently the refs that came out and said they warned the bench, hey, if he picks one of these up, we're going to blow it dead. And then they say, oh, they had to go review it. Okay. 
One guy said, I think he waved that off. Another guy said, I don't think he did. So then they're like, let's go check. After review, the returner waved people away. Oops. And it wasn't even refs or other coaches. Tyreek Hill, I mean, other guys in the league, returners came to the side. It was like, everybody knows the rule, man. Like, you can't wave your fucking arms and pick up the ball and go run. Yeah, I trust the cheetah. I mean, it's it's shitty. It's tough. I think I still think Cooper DeGene's a stud. It doesn't take away what he did. That's sweet, but fuck me running. If you're hinging, I mean, right now, Iowa Hawkeyes football is literally hinging their existence on this. It, it's more than Iowa Hawkeyes football. Right, Iowa Hawkeye Athletics. Which is crazy because they have arguably one of the greatest women's basketball players ever. Ever? On campus. Yeah, they got a top-notch wrestling team. Uh, Baseball was pretty good last year. I think they made the tournament. Uh, So they got some other things going in the spring. But it's like nobody can give this up. Now... I know we made fun of Cooper DeGene's grandpa and grandma sending their Christmas card. Deep down, I love it, right? It's funny. Right. But it's like, okay, yeah, hilarious. Cooper DeGene's grandpa and grandma holding up a picture. It wasn't a fair catch. That was funny. The people at fucking WrestleMania or the World Series or this girl on the gymnastics team, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. If they have Caitlin Clark hold up a sign or say it. Oh, my God. Uh, if they have her say it at the NCAA, or she just says it at the NCAA tournament where she's bound to be, mm-hmm. then it's over. Yeah. Give me the gophers to win the next 10. Right. And then you'll have something to complain about. For sure. But Because as be- a gophers diehard, they're terrible. <laughs> They're not great, Bob. No. Not great. Speaking of Caitlin Clark. Oh, let's speak of her. She had a little incident last weekend. She did. Did you see that? I did. This was old news to some, new news to others. You ever seen a bigger flop in your life, Jeff? Uh, no. I No. Maybe LeBron. Maybe on uh, the footy field. Football. But that no, was just terrible. It's pretty. And it did. It, so Iowa lost. Uh, the the winning team, they were on the road. The winning team stormed the court. Caitlin Clark got ran into, bumped into, hip checked, uh, murdered. Even, yeah, there you go. Murdered, you know, whichever side of this aisle you're on. Uh, and she, you know, she she fell down and then got up and ran off the court. Yep. And everybody's like, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah, I, it, a little bit of a flop uh, in some respect. I'm just honestly, like, shocked. It, that type of shit doesn't happen more, dude. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know that, like, the SEC is banned, right? You get fined heavily if team if fans storm the field or the court. Uh, we watched a dumb shit Michigan fan try to storm the field after the national championship. Um, it's fun. I went on the field when the Gophers beat Penn State. 
Um, yeah. It just kind of was like everybody else is doing it. Caught up in know? the moment, but for sure. I wasn't the first, but I wasn't going to be the last on the field. And right. had a ton. It was a, it was a fun end to the day, right? Um, but it wasn't like Caitlin Clark ran into Aaron Donald. No. No, she bumped into a roughly 250 pound, five foot seven, if female student at Ohio State. Yeah. So everybody's got their ideas of an Iowa woman. Just carry that into this, right? That's what she looked like. Uh, and she was holding her phone up, right? She had one hand high with her phone. Getting the best Instagram post you ever seen. She happens to run into the best women's college basketball player in the world. Yeah. It was great. It was great. And I was like, boy, that sucks. At first, because you see the one angle, and it's like, yeah, wow. Woo. But both of them, okay, one, I'm not. It's like, okay, let's put Jimmy Johnson in a car and let him run 270 miles an hour around a racetrack Mm -hmm. and put Jeff in a car. One's going to do a lot better than the other. Right. Correct. Uh, Yes. What are you going to do in the turns? Probably wreck the fucking car. Right. Or come to Uh, just come to a complete stop. Right. Cause you're scared. It's going to be like Ricky Bobby going 26 miles an hour at the bottom of the track. Well, I don't know what I'm doing here. (laughs) Right. So we had what we're considering the greatest female athlete in the world. Yeah. Totally lose vision and just get demolished by this marketing major at Ohio State University. Mm-hmm. Tough look. Yeah. And yeah. then you see the back shot where she f- hits her, does not one, but two 360 spins, and then falls to her knees much like a child throwing a tantrum. Yeah. I mean, you've probably seen that move. You have two small children. Oh, yeah. You've probably seen the spin and fall. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I didn't get what I wanted. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Down to my knees I go. Yeah. Tough look. Yeah. A little over-dramatized, for sure. Um, part of me doesn't blame her in some respects. Uh and again, I know I, I'm not trying to like not shit on Iowa. Uh, I guess I'm just looking at it from a chaotic perspective. See, as 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 those are, and that's where I'm just like I'm shocked more shit doesn't happen. Remember that Oregon? What was it? The Oregon player punched the fan. No, no, no. That was the uh, Oregon running back, Michael Garrett. No, Michael. He played for the Patriots. He was the running back, but he punched a punched a Boise State dude. Player. Yeah. Oh, it was the player. A Boise State player. That's right. Okay. I think it was like Michael Garrett. I feel like that's right. Yeah. That might be wrong. Somebody's gonna be like, you idiot, and text us the correct name of that player. Or LeGarrett? LeGarrett Blunt. Yeah, LeGarrett. LeGarrett Blunt. There we go. Yeah. We got there. It's all we got it. Um Yeah, like I'm just shocked, like, you know, because look, kids are dumb yes uh heavily 
They've been they've been utilizing the alcohol, especially in Ohio, dude. Kids are dumb in Ohio. <laughs> it's another level, and I'm and just shocked know, that more and- don't like run out there and try to do something stupid or do something stupid and cause issues. Right. And so like I guess like from her perspective, I would understand it in some respect of because when I was like like her head was kind of down, just trying to get out of there as quickly as she could. And maybe didn't see it, but then all of a sudden, like, oh shit, collision occurs, you know, flail away. Yeah. Because you don't know what the fuck is going on in the moment, you know. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think it would be one thing if said fan brought a steel chair <laughs> onto the court and hit Caitlin Clark or she attacked Caitlin Clark. Fair. But this was a white female looking for the greatest Instagram story of all time. Right. She's holding that phone up, Jeff. Like, you can see it clear as day. She's like, I have it. This is going to get so many likes on my Instagram page. Not caring a world. Yeah. And here we have a world-class athlete. Truly. Like, I'm not, no women's athletics, nothing. Caitlin Clark is a world-class athlete. Yeah. And she couldn't move. It wasn't like it was a dead sprint. And so, I mean, it just was. Sure. Sure. But then the the thing that really sent me over the edge, and I think I sent it to you, was the interview. The coach? No, no, no. Kaylin Clark. Oh. Did she freak out? Yeah. her Well, she didn't freak out, but she talked about all the injuries that could have taken place. Sure. Yeah, and they could have. Could have sure. been is a fucking wild place to live. Yeah. For sure. You know, I could have went to South Phoenix last week for work and been shot and stabbed and sold methamphetamine. It's a miracle you made it. But I I wasn't I wasn't interacted in those things, right? Which could have been. Could have. I could have been. Yeah. Yeah. I could have been yeah. standing under a nuclear blast. I think I think this is what we're learning is Iowans blow Ooh. things out of proportion. Whoa, 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 whoa. Iwegians? What? What are we calling them? Yeah, that's it. Iwegians. Iwegians? Yeah, they blow things out of proportion. They do. I mean, they sure blow presidential elections out of proportion because how many electoral votes they got? Quick, go. How many? What is it, four? I think they have six. Oh, six. Nice. A little bit more in South Dakota. Correct. And, boy, are they sure important there. Yeah. Like, boy, if we don't win Iowa. So much so that only 14% show up. Right. To the straw polls. Right. That's my whole thing, right? Like, Iowa is great. I love it. It it made my list. We once did a list of favorite states. Mm -hmm. The great state of Iowa made my list. Did thank God for Okaboji Spirit Lake. <laughs> okay, but boy, let's bring it back a little bit, huh? Yeah, Caitlin, you ran into a girl. You ran into her. 
Right. Just hit her with the Midwest. Oh, yes. Excuse me. Oh, it's getting by here. My bad. Oh, didn't see you there. Oh, but instead, I am. I could have been killed today. I mean, it, I, it could have been a suicide bomber. Could have been, which would have been terrible, and we would have a totally different take on this for sure. But guess what? It wasn't. Wasn't. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, I, I watched the coach and I was just like, I mean, I get it. You you're trying to protect your players, but it's like it was an accident, guys. Right. Yeah. In it the heat of the moment, and yeah, I would agree. You should probably have some better procedures to get your team off the court, for yeah. sure. Uh, but that also depends upon your team following said procedures and right. not running off on their own. Right. You know, I mean, cell service and high school de- diplomas, two hardest things to come by in the great state of Iowa. So it's not, it's not hard to understand that they didn't know how to get off the court without getting harmed. Right. right. Because they just walked the, the sideline. Yeah. Shake hands. You don't have to take it. You can come back, stand there. Right. I think security probably could have guided you. It's crazy that nobody else got stormed, but the greatest college basketball player. Yeah. That's my thing. Like if, if the Buckeye fans were like, Hey, we're going to beat the shit out of all the Iowa fan players. And they took them all down. Whoa. What a topic on B2E this week. Yeah. That'd be but something. guess what? They didn't. Nope. Nope. Just Caitlin Clark. Just old 2-2, baby. Oh, man. <clears throat> In more serious Iowa news. Oh, boy. We talked about this a little bit a while back, how they got a problem gambling. Yeah, they do. Over there. Did you see the story on how it all came to be? Uh, bits and pieces. People so, are calling for this guy's life. Yeah. So essentially, um, so backing up the Iowa, Iowa state football programs gotten some trouble for players placing bets. Yeah. Right. And shout out Iowa. They got online or mobile sports gambling. Respect. Yep. All right. Respect. Respect. A a lone FBI agent just decided to put a net on a dorm. Yeah. A random dorm. And found that there was sports gambling activity taking place there. And kind of took that and said, hmm, well, there's nothing illegal about that. And, And this was no... There was no tip. There was no um, alleged illegal activity occurring. This is legal activity yep. in the state of Iowa. And this guy just decided right. to throw a net on a dorm to see what's going on and found out there's a lot of bets being placed there. Okay. Well, that's not illegal. Maybe I can find a crime or root out a crime or something that could potentially be a crime somewhere else and so he goes to the athletic facilities and puts a net on that and 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 finds that there are sports bets being placed while at the athletic facility deduces 
can't just it, it's got to be players i mean i guess yeah technically it could be coaches which would be uh not a good still thing a either yeah still a problem as well but could have been administrators right could have been the towel dude right could have been the guy who cleans the weight room or girl could have been the janitors for all we know but took that info to a judge got a warrant was able to like unlock all the metadata and find out who was doing it exactly and was able to like bring that quote unquote case to light yeah just a a wild overreach of your privacy which i would just say if you don't think that they have the ability to like find that stuff whenever they fucking want absolutely dude we ha- you are out of your mind you're a moron um i think the guy went too far and that's not what you should do in law enforcement uh but man pretty dumb yeah pretty dumb on all counts on the iowa team and on this dude like if you didn't get a tip you can't you shouldn't just be doing that that's like an invasion of my privacy blah 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 but at the same time man you're on a phone that that you don't own right if you oh i own this phone no you don't you leased it it was subsidized you what you 100 percent don't ever own that you pay a service to use that they track more than anything else in the world right now. Mm-hmm. The internet. Yep. Yep. You pay a fee every month to have access to it. Yep. And they can watch it. They can watch it. Yeah, I don't know. I was just a little shocked to hear that, 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 that came about without any like tips whatsoever. Just some random dude being like, I'm just curious. I'm going to use one of these fancy technological tools we have and see what's in here. (laughs) Right. It's crazy, man. Uh, It's extremely crazy. Um, I also, I don't love the overreach of government, right? I think I've made myself super clear on, on government overreach. I do also somewhat appreciate the halfway upholding student athletes. I understand that it was just in Iowa, but there's not a ton of states, right? And like everybody's like, you listen to Arizona. Yeah, you're right. They probably should do it everywhere because I think it would strike the fear of God into a lot of student athletes in placing bets, right? You want to place bets in your dorm on athletics that you're not participating in? Great. I don't, I don't think anybody has a problem with that. But I think this puts the fear into a lot of people that place bets on things that they're doing and not an Iowa story, but a former LSU player, current uh, New England Patriots player, Kayshawn Boudet, wide receiver, got arrested this week for the bets he placed when he was at LSU. Did you see that story at all? I saw it. I didn't look into it very much. So he placed over 9,000 bets from the athletic department. Sheesh. Most of them were on LSU games. Wow. 
So most of 9,000 means you have to be at 4,501. <laughs> yeah, at least. That's insane. A uh, real big, big uh, thing. He might be the world's best gambler. He was up about $156,000. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Lifetime up big time. So shout out. I mean, he knows what he's doing. Uh, maybe he was just taking, you know, maybe he was laddering himself on yards. I have no idea. They haven't re- released like what he was betting on. Uh, he's in the NFL now. He's not tomorrow, probably. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that'll get you. Yeah, dude, this overreach. I mean, it just goes to show that no matter who you are, like you said, they're tracking everything we do. Yeah. And if they're not, they fucking can. For sure. Without a doubt, if you think so, that I mean, much like our text, like you sent me ten dollars today for gambling. It's for pizza, right? You put a pizza emoji on Venmo, so they could never figure out that Jeff was just paying me back ten bucks for pizza. (laughs) But then they're like, "Oh, let's dig into these a hundred percent. They can dig in those texts, trace it all down. It's fucking crazy." Yeah, it's it's wild, man. It's wild. I, yeah, no, it's a short. Yeah, I shouldn't tell the story. Disregard. Okay, I'll hold I, you to it. Sometime, I, though. Yeah, I was gonna say I can tell it to you offline, of just some technology that I became aware of when you were in the military. No, not even then. This is much later. Uh, this is during uh, the riots in the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah, I was like, what? And like, you're letting me look at this? They're like, yeah, no, we use it all the time. I was like, holy shit. Did you start deleting everything on your fucking phone? No, I was just like, well, it's, it's, it, 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 this, it just opened my eyes that like, yeah. The world, uh, uh, the word privacy no longer exists. 100%. It just doesn't exist unless you literally live in the middle of nowhere and you, you're not connected to anything and you don't have a phone. Right. It's about it's the only way to get it. So that's how you want to live. That's cool. <laughs> I'm, I've become accustomed to it and I can't go back. So <laughs> Correct. It's the price we pay to be connected. Yep. I just try not to do bad shit so then I know they don't really give, give a fuck what I'm doing. <laughs> Right. That's fair. There you go. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Iowa football also turned a corner. They got their guy today. Oh, who, who's their guy? Uh, they hired a new offensive coordinator. Oh, shit. Um, it, he's a former Western Michigan head coach. Not P.J. Fleck. Uh, this guy was a oh. senior analyst with the Green Bay Packers. And some circles on the Iowa Twitter sphere are super stoked. And everybody's like, what are we excited about? Yeah. yeah. Like this, it's not you're not bringing in Cliff Kingsbury no. or Lincoln. Right? Like Western Michigan, you look it up. They run the football ninety nine point nine percent of the time as well, and it's the same shit, right? So, um, gonna be crazy. Almost like the son was running the offense. The dad wanted to run. Weird, weird, and they got away with it for so long because they recruited the right players to do it. So. Hmm. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah. 
Two of them are just in the NFC Championship today. Whoa. Whoa. Weird. Whoa. Weird. Want to talk some wrestling? WWE wrestling? Give a little Royal Rumble recap. Did you watch it all? We did. All four hours this morning. Mm-hmm. We 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 started early, man. We were up we were up and, and rolling at seven AM and you know, Jack could fast forward through some bits and pieces, so that was nice. Nice. So we we cut it down to about three and a half, three and a half seas. Nice. Yeah. Um the sentiment is echoed. I'm tired of the Roman Reigns. Sick of it, dude. Bullshit. But there was a light at the end of the tunnel in that Cody Rhodes won the men's rumble. Again. I think he's taking it this time. 100% he asked you, and if he doesn't, I promise you I'll never fucking turn on the WWE again. Like, yeah, they all, that was the, that was what was, it, it felt like it was supposed to happen last year. I think that they, I think the WWE was so, like, shocked at, like, how beloved he was when he came back. They wanted to try and ride that, story yeah longer of his climb to the top or finish the story as they say in their narrative so yeah i mean the fact that he won it first back-to-back winner in whatever 27 years yeah i think he's gonna do it at the at wrestlemania i will tell you did you watch the entire entire fatal four-way match start to finish yes okay so we went to bed with about an hour left Right after Cody came in, Ton had fallen asleep in the Royal Rumble. And I was like, you just want to go to bed? We can finish it in the morning. Mm-hmm. Which I love her for watching that with me. Yeah. Right? Like, she's all in. She's, but anyways, that moment inside of the Fatal 4-Way where Randy Orton hit LA Knight with an RKO. Mm-hmm. He hit fucking AJ Styles with an RKO. And then out of nowhere, he hit Roman Reigns with an RKO. And it was one, two, and you could just feel it. If you don't like pro wrestling, that's fine. And I know that it's fake and it's scripted. That's great. But mm-hmm. so is every movie and TV show you'll ever watch, right? Correct. Yeah. And sometimes it's pretty bad. Like, right? Like, sometimes we see some major whiffs and you're like, well, I don't think that was supposed to happen. Yeah. But that moment right there brought me back in and to my soul, I was 12 years old again. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, oh my God, I literally stood up off our couch. I was like, it's fucking happening. <laughs> and it was, I was like, it's going to happen. He's finally going to lose this fucker out of nowhere. Solo Sokoa pulls the ref out. It was like, you're fucking kidding me. And I was so mad dude i am so sick of it i appreciate the people that also invest in it like they're 12 like i only watch the big pay-per-views we watch yep royal rumble wrestlemania SummerSlam. sometimes another one if we see it's on a saturday and we don't have something going on but we're not like we don't watch raw we don't watch smackdown we don't right so it's we don't know a lot what's going on but we know that roman reigns is still a champ and it was like, oh, my God, it's happening. One, two, and the place was going crazy. And then it just, like, stopped. Mm-hmm. And then they perfectly pan out. 
and you see Solo Sokoa standing there. And I was like, my God. I just hate it so much. I It's a terrible storyline. And I it, honestly, dude, if Cody Rhodes doesn't win at WrestleMania, I, I don't want to watch anymore. I just don't. Like, it's not... It's not entertaining. Same thing with the United States Championship. I was curious, Jack's opinions on that. Because all of a sudden, the refs were able to see bad things. And when Jack first got hooked on wrestling, he was curious as to why they couldn't see the cheaters. Mm -hmm. What did Jack think about uh, Kevin Owens getting caught with the brass knuckles? He gave me... uh, He goes... He's like, man, he's like, rookie mistake. That's what he said. He's like, that's why, because what, is it Logan or Jake? It's Logan. Logan. Right? He's like, that's why when Logan uses him, when he goes for the cover, he tucks his hand in so they can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> he knew. He was like, he's going to get caught. Uh, Yeah, no, he's not as heartbroken. I, he gets it now. He gets like there's no replays. They don't do this, right? And the refs are... Um, Dummies. I think he gets the fact that it's not real. Real? Yeah. Because um, even he's like, whoa. He's like, <laughs> he's like, they messed that one up. <laughs> right? Like, sometimes yeah. when they're going for, like, a move, it doesn't land as well as it was supposed to. Whether it's a punch or, you know, somebody sure. trying to pick somebody up. Like, somebody slips because they're all wet. You know, and he's like, "Oh, that looks stupid." Um, so he's 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 got this uh, mild understanding of the illusion that it is. In some respects, yeah. I think he gained yeah. that in a year of watching all the shit, right? Like so, uh, but he still loves it, right? He's not not into it. Because of that, correct. If that makes any sense, um, absolutely. Yeah, he 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 wasn't as heartbroken as the first time he saw something like that, and was just kind of like, "Yeah, all right, that's life." You know, you can't have your can't have your hands out showing yeah. the brass knuckles when you're trying to go for a pin. Yeah. Again, another heartbreaker. Um, yeah. Did you watch all the women's match? We did. I did not enjoy that one. I do like I'm gonna preface not a knock on women's athletic. It's just not as good. Um, no, I don't know half like, of them. Well, that's part of the problem because there's not enough of them. But yeah, Jade Cargill coming to WWE is huge because she's a freak and she is good. That girl, she was hulking out in there. Yeah, first off, it was hilarious. Ton, she saw her and Ton's like, "Holy shit!" And I'm like, "Yeah, she's ripped." And Ton's like, "Yeah, and she's fucking beautiful." It's just funny because, like, Rhea Ripley, who's, like, the women's champion in this Jade Cargill, like, they're, like, kind of next level. Mm -hmm. And, like, as long as those two, like, they're, like, super freak athletes, right? Like, they're picking people up, throwing them around, like, and then there's just kind of some of the girls that are just kind of in there, you know? And it's just like, what are we doing? Yeah, and that's where it was, it's rough. Uh, you know, I think in the men's there's four, maybe five, and I'm like, who the hell's that? Like, where'd they come from? Right, right. Never heard of them. Never seen them before. 
But for the women's, there was maybe five or six where I was like, I know who that is. You know? And then ultimately, the acrobatics, the show, is just not as good as the men's is. Right. Right? So. Yeah. Leaves... It leaves some, uh, leaves a little bit on the table for you, right? Leaves something to be desired, right? For sure. For sure. But in, so yeah, excited for WrestleMania. It's uh, in April, I believe, in Philly, in Philly, Philadelphia. So hopefully we see Roman Reigns reign end there. In other WWE news, and in probably bigger WWE news. Like I said, we had a wrestling segment tonight, folks. So buckle up. It's kind of a Netflix segment, too. Yeah. Raw, Monday Night Raw, their flagship, is going to Netflix. They signed a 10-year, $5 billion deal with fucking Netflix. Crazy. It's so wild. And it's just Raw. Correct. Okay, so I thought it was like the whole thing. Um, Because then I looked up, so like um, WWE announced TV rights for SmackDown had been sold to NBC Universal for a five-year, $1.4 billion deal, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Um, I mean, obviously, like Raw is, like you said, their flagship. That's the top of the line. Um, so it's going to be interesting because the, uh, USA network deal for raw expires at the end of September, but then the Netflix deal doesn't start till January. So interesting. I don't know where, um, the USA, uh, previously paid 1.3 over five. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow. So quite the step up. It is. It is. And I just think it's uh, like Netflix is now almost as synonymous with cable TV. If not more. If not more. 100%. That's the thing um, that I think about a lot where it's like, um, you know, just do you need cable, right? Um, we have to have cable where we live because uh, they have a deal with Cox here through the HOA, or, you know, through the whatever. And so we have to have Cox and we have to pay it monthly. But what do you have to have? Cox. Nice. We have Comcast, we have Cox. Good for, uh, good for you. Yeah. Uh, anywho, uh, it's just like we don't use it. Like we do not watch cable TV outside of sports. Right. And then like I subscribe to so much other crap that I don't watch it. Mm-hmm. And this is just another reason to be like, well, yeah, what do I need to, you know, what's the abuse? Yeah. And the, the current or the appeal or the hold for so long, I think probably for many like us and probably most who listen to this, was always ESPN. Yeah, but now you just pay 10 bucks a month, you get ESPN Plus, and then you can watch all the ESPN shit. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So it's... I mean, shit, dude, get the bunny ears. Yeah, I mean, realistically, yeah. You know, you can... I had that for a while. Like, when I first went to streaming, Ben, like... Fuck, when was this? No, not even streaming. This was when I had satellite, brother. Okay? Uh, DirecTV. Because sometimes really intense storms could cut out Oh yeah, your for feed, sure. right? Yeah, and so Grew I up got Dancer Direct all the time. That would happen. Yeah, I went and got a digital antenna, so you could get HD channels over the air, yep. just as a backup. Right. But I mean, you get, you know, you get your your main four, so you can watch all the games, and that's the rub, right? Like that's the, so you could cut cable technically, if, you know, because I honestly like Jack watches ESPN more than me now. Right. Um, and cable. Yeah, I mean, my wife could watch Real Housewives on, I don't know what channel that is, what streaming service that is, Hulu. Yeah. You know, um, any sh- any show we watch is on a streaming service, so we really don't need it. No. You know? Uh, and so if you can, yeah, I mean... We don't save any money anymore because we have them all. <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's uh, – you can get untethered if you tried. 100%. Like, even when, like, uh, when Brandon and Denver first bought their place outside of Fairmont down on Iowa – well, they live on South Silver, so real close to the Iowa border there. Yeah. They didn't have anything. They would just – they hooked in once. I remember when we moved Brandon's TV and it was like – Let's just see what we get. We did the search for channels thing like you can do on any regular TV. Yeah, right? any digital TV now. Yeah. And he got like 57 fucking channels. Yeah. Just sir, and they're obviously not a lot of them that you're going to watch all day. But then he was like on the same thing. He's like, okay, there's like two different NBCs because of where they were at. There was like a Care 11 and then the one out of Mason City and then... Fox and CBS, but then there's like Quest Channel and like all these other random ass channels. Yeah, and it's like I don't need anything else. Like, oh man, you know, football on Monday nights the only thing, and then ESPN came out with that Plus thing. But yeah, well, uh, you bundle that with Hulu and fucking right. Disney, right? And you're essentially paying like seventeen bucks a month for three services. Right, it's not bad. Right. It's really not, and you get no. a, you get a ton of shit there. Yeah, it's just it 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 was, it, it felt like an NFL level number. Yeah, for one night a week. Absolutely right. Because what is, what's the Monday night football deal currently? What do they pull in a year? I'll tell you. So my biggest question here is, what about commercials? Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll like, be interesting. does that just go away? Which would be sweet. Um, well, I it can it this it'll potentially change wrestling, right? Because I know when yeah, 50, it, sorry, ten years from twenty eleven to twenty twenty one, the deal was at um, fifteen billion. 
So for just Monday Night Football. So one and a half billion a year. Right. Yeah. So I mean, this is. I mean, a billion dollars more, or a, a half a billion, a billion dollars less a year for pro wrestling. Right. Right. Yeah. Thirty or sixty-six percent less, or thirty-three percent of the NFL. And there's no no way Raw gets thirty-three percent of the fucking ratings. No. That's wild. But yeah, I, I think it opens up a lot of a lot of opportunities. I know when it came out, I, I read this article because Triple H, which is just wild, is the creative director. Yeah, Paul Levesque. Uh and he had stated he's he's like, you know, somebody asked him like five years ago if you could or ten years ago, if you could do anything with Raw, what would you do? And he was like, get rid of the third hour. Cause we have to stretch. And right. sometimes there's shit in there, shit matches we don't want to put in, right? And so it'll be interesting to see, will they all be three hours? Will they be two, two and a half? Will commercials get cut? Who knows what they're going to do, right? Which they, they'll probably be lo- as long, for sure, or maybe two and a half with no commercials. But that extra, I mean, it was what? One point some billion for five years? So, I mean... Really, the extra half a million or, well, two, two and a half million, billion dollars is, I mean, that's crazy money for the WWE. I just looked up the current ESPN uh, Monday Night Football, uh, $2.6 billion a year for five years. Mm. That's a lot higher. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So no, it'll be crazy. I mean, it's interesting, man. It's it, it's funny because I know people listen to that segment of us talking about wrestling, and I'm sure some people are like, "Who the fuck still watches it?" A lot of people, for sure. For Here's sure. the deal: the the Royal Rumble was at the Trop last night. Yep, Tropicana Field. For those who don't know, home of the Tampa Bay Race. Yep, forty eight thousand people in attendance. Yeah, screaming their bucking heads off and some in terrible seats. Like they would show some of those people in the nosebleeds at times. And Con was like, why the fuck would you do that? Why would you go to that? And I'm like, hundred percent. Like I'm not going now that I have adult money and I choose to spend my money. rightly. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. make my kid happy. And we don't have a lot of money. We're taking up. Right. Dude, I'm sitting lower level. Like I'm going to be a snob. I'm not sitting in the nosebleeds at WWE. Watch it at home. Cause right. you can't see shit. Nope. Nope, you're watching the TV there anyway. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Everybody was. Just kind of shocking. Just a shocking thing to see come across the, the old ticker. Pretty wild. Um, I just kind of fell down a rabbit, rabbit hole here. Um, Joe Buck, do you know how much he makes per Monday night game? Per game? Yeah. Uh, so how many games? Uh, he's expecting 17 regular season games. I get no. I mean, I guess I would put him at around 20 million a year. Yeah. Dude, he makes a 1.17 mil. Yeah. He makes $882,000 a game. Mm. That's fucking crazy. So 15 million a year. Plus I'm sure he gets extra for, Doing the little bit on the Scott Van Pelt thing, right? Like, I'm sure there's some extras. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. not. That might be part of, like, his ESPN contract that he's got to do hits 
you know, for, for the big ones. But then you think he also does the World Series. You, you know what I mean? Like he not anymore because he's not on Fox. Are you sure? So he didn't do the, yeah, he didn't do the World Series last year. Oh. Because he doesn't work for Fox anymore. Mm. Well, he's got to figure that out, man. So maybe they, I mean, maybe this is way bigger than his Fox deal with the World Series. I have no idea. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Maybe he's... he'll get into Sunday Night Baseball now that he's on ESPN. Because Sunday Night Baseball announcers right now suck. Yeah, that so. would... That'd be huge. I love would, Buck as a baseball announcer. I do too. I love Joe Buck. I mean, I just big fan of Joe Buck. I know people think he dick rides, but man, he's good. Really is. He and apparently really is. his wife's family's from Fairmont. So how about that? It's something that we just casually skimmed over an entire football season. We never talked about that on here. Yeah. How did that? Yeah. He brought it up in a game. Yeah, when they were playing the 49ers, the Vikings were playing the 49ers, and they showed Joe Buck's wife, who also works for ESPN. She does a lot of sideline stuff for Monday Night Football, but she didn't work, and she was in the stands with her two boys. And I think her name is Melissa something Buck, if if I remember right. Um, And then he was like, Melissa's mom's family. He's like, we came through, you know, went and saw families. Like, Melissa's mom's family is from Minnesota. And then he's like Fairmont, and then it like that clip made its way onto Facebook and Twitter, and I think Justin sent it to us, and it was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And we listened to it like five times, and we're like, "Who is he talking about? Like, what is Joe Buck's connection to Fairmont, Minnesota?" So wild, so wild. Fairmont's so, everywhere, dude. It is. It's the metro. It really is, man. I. I have more stories of people being in random parts of the world and running into people from Fairmont. Oh my God. It's insane. Uh, Super strange. On Monday, I sent that video and we were at Bear Jackson and I never asked the lady and I feel like a dummy. And I went to a couple times, but she just had a real like bitch face to begin (laughs) with when she walked in. You know what I mean? Like I didn't. I didn't know how to approach this woman and I'm extremely confrontational all the time. So I'm usually like pretty solid in this situation, but I didn't want her to be like, Oh, are you creeping over my shoulder? Looking at my phone. But I was. Sorry. <laughs> 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 she said a real bitch. <laughs> well, she did, Jeff. I don't know how to describe her. I get it. I, I can that, see this woman. Yeah. If that's somebody's grandma that was at Barrett Jackson this weekend reading the fucking Fairmont Sentinel, I'm sorry. But the lady in front of us inside the auction arena, she was like sitting in front of us and she was just to my left, like the seat. And then yeah. so I could see everything on her phone, right? Yep. And she was zooming in like crazy on pictures, like down yeah. to the fucking pixel. At first, when I saw it, like I just kind of caught it out of the corner of my eye and I watched for a second. So then I like nudged Ton and we just kind of laughed. Then all of a sudden she got off her pictures and then she's on the Sentinel. And I look at Ton and I'm like, this lady is reading the fucking Fairmont Sentinel right in front of us. Just and then yeah, she started reading the obits and 
crazy. It is everywhere. I mean, it's it's wild. I mean, it seems like everybody knows somebody from Fairmont, which is just so wild. Right. It's very strange. It's very strange. Oh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Fucking Buck and making yeah. money. <laughs> Joe Buck. Oh, Jesus. 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 Uh, what do you want to talk about next, brother? Hey, if you had a collective net worth with your spouse for $15 million, do you think you would post a GoFundMe on your Twitter page for Jack to go to Cooperstown with his baseball team? Mm. No. You wouldn't? No. It seems like a weird ask. Yeah, no, big time. Now, I mean, caveats here, layers to this. Am I an unassuming millionaire? Or am I a a world-famous, internationally renowned, once former, like, sex symbol actress? Yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, so if I was that, then no, definitely not that. But if no one knew I had 15 million... Right. Um, no, not I, just fifty million that you owned. I mean, net worth is sellable assets, right? Like yep. you, you have fifteen million dollars worth of shit. Yep. Yeah, I think if no one knew I was that rich, I might do it just to help everybody, like help fundraise. Right. Like spread the word. I don't. I wouldn't want people to know, like think I'm this piece of shit who's not trying to like help out right if i was that person yeah (laughs) uh i probably wouldn't and i'd be like how much do you need right because it can't be more than the amount of shit i'm going to take from people correct (laughs) in case you're wondering Alyssa milano of charmed fame and late 80s early 90s smoke yeah, decided to fundraise for her son's baseball team to go to Cooperstown. Yeah. Go fund me. Not go a fund me. Ugh. Yeah. My favorite thing. What was the goal? I don't know. Um, I don't know. They hit it. Um, Clay Thomas. Clay Travis. Mm-hmm. Kind of a controversial. I see him on Twitter all the time. I don't, I'll find him. Anyways, my whole favorite thing of this whole thing, my whole favorite thing of this whole thing, um, my favorite thing of this whole thing was the comments. Um, And so what's her name? Jeff, I feel like an idiot. I can't find it. Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Uh, So she posted, you know, I'll find it. Help get my kids to Cooperstown, whatever. Um, And then people just started lighting her up, which I thought well-deserved, you know, like, okay. So right here, three days ago, and she shut the comments off, but my son's baseball team is raising money for their Cooperstown trip. Any amount would be greatly so appreciated. You can read more about the team and make a donation here. So there's only like five comments that 
were allowed, right? And this one guy, his name is David Hogg. He is somehow 3.4 thousand followers on Twitter. But he said, done. Cooper's tone is amazing. The quote tweets to his are so great. One person says, imagine donating to a millionaire. Somebody says, she's worth like 10 million. Why doesn't she pay for it? And then somebody said, um, let's see. There was one. It's probably gone. Oh, right here. She's not going to sleep with you, bro. Just so good. (laughs) (laughs) There's reasons I love the internet right here. How stupid does a person have to be to lend money? You're never going to get paid back to a multi mega millionaire. That is the height of stupidity. Like some people are just truly like, Hey, and that's, those are the spaces of the internet that I love, right? Like, let's be real. I love to read that shit. Uh, also agree. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I feel like you can push anything out into the world and try to get people to help donate. And I think that's great. I also struggle hard when you like, you see, you know, celebrities, actors, athletes, whoever asking for donations after a natural disaster, Right. And they're all making these commercials, which they're getting paid to fucking do. And it's like, well, instead of paying that person to make that commercial for the Red Cross or the ad read that they pay for in the NFL game to have you text help to eight, nine, eight, nine, eight, nine. Why don't you just give that fucking money to help? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, Everything is just such a wild money grab, man. It just blows my mind. Uh, I love when like people like JJ Watt does a lot where he like, whatever you guys raise, I'm going to match, which I think cool. Great. Cause there's a lot of money being raised there. Right. And yeah. JJ did that for hurricane in Houston. And I think everybody else donated $6 million. And then JJ Watt gave $6 million, which is a shit pot of money for one person to fucking give up. Yeah. But that's how you help. Like, I don't know. It, it's it's not for really good. It's for Alyssa Milano's kid to take a trip to fucking Cooperstown. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe I'm way in the wrong on this, but that just kind of like, boy, how off base are we? And like the people that don't, I'm with the people on Twitter, like, why are you donating to a millionaire to help her kid go to Cooperstown? Like, go pay for it yourself. Right. And then she put out a tweet like, I paid for the coaches and I pay for all this. And then it's like, some people are like, Oh my gosh, who knew? Well, are these, are you hiring the fucking Dodgers coaching staff yeah. to coach kids? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is why PR firms exist. Yeah. Right. Like the, some situations are lose, lose. I think, you know, what I read, like it is, it was to raise money for kids who couldn't afford to go right on their own. It wasn't for her kid. It was for those who who don't have the money to be able to make the trip and blah, blah, blah. And, And I get that. And you're trying to do the right thing, but then you look at the, the, the goal of $10,000. Right. And when you have that much money, that is in some respects, a drop in the bucket for you. And so you you cannot win that situation. You know what I mean? And and it's no. it's a tough it it's tough. 
So like, unless you're just this um, super altruistic human who does the right thing all the time uh, and is going to knock it out of the park and going to like come up with money that most people can't understand or fathom, like J.J. Watt, you're in a tough spot. You know right. what I mean? Like you just, you're in a tough spot. And so right. like your PR people should have said, you can't post this. Right. You can share the link with some friends, but you can't post it. <laughs> no. And I think like my biggest thing is, okay. When people start to make substantial amounts of money and they have to give a lot of it away to the IRS for no good, right? Like the U.S. government is like, actually, we'll just take that. You know, it's a real good way to avoid giving away more money. Yeah, donating money for sure. You don't think Alyssa Milano could use a ten thousand dollar tax write off somewhere? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my biggest thing. Like, it's not like, I like, and you're right. It's it's another thing if she shared a link of somebody going through cancer treatment or whatever the hell it was, but it was her kid and her kid's friends to go to Cooperstone goal is $10,000. Yeah. It's just a tough look. There's nothing you can do there. Yeah. Supposed to be for the right cause, but yeah, when it, it, but at the same time, uh, baseball and trips to play baseball are not a need. Correct. And it also kind of just want, lures everything back into like how out of touch yeah. celebrities yeah. are or people in that space, not even celebrities, like just people with a lot of money that don't live basic lives are. Yeah. Like they're so out of touch. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you saw, you sent me one Saturday night live skit this weekend. I'm sure you maybe saw the other that's catching a lot of heat right now. What maybe was the not. other one? Uh, where they do the news update thing. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. I'll I'll watch okay. that later. So Trump said something about debanking, okay. right? And like, which is a a real thing, right? Like, where the banks decide that certain accounts are just closed, they debank. Mm-hmm. And Trump said debanking, and then on the news skit, they were like, "It looks like he needs a de ride in a de ambulance because they haven't heard of the term debanking." And boy, did they get lit up by normal fucking people who had been fucked over before. Yeah. And it was incredible. And I'm not lean like, I'm not, it's not a politic, you know, that's not what I'm getting at. People that are in that sphere are so out of touch with everyday shit. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Uh, we as a species are, right? Like, and I think that can translate to us right like for sure i'm out of touch with a lot of shit that i just don't pay attention to and right you know like i have no idea what is occurs in soccer right right you know and so if if it's not in your sphere you know careful right (laughs) you might you might step into fire accidentally you know yeah oh 100 yeah four Sure. You know what else is kind of out of touch? You sent this. I don't know where you're going with it, but I have some thoughts. CD burners are back. 
wild. Very. Um, here's where I'm going with it. Uh, sometimes I think we evolve so far that all of a sudden we just fall back. Yeah. And like, obviously, okay. So for context, I sent Jeff a TikTok I saw of this, you know, it had like a, some million odd likes on TikTok, and it was some girl burning a CD. Then she's like, that way I can keep these songs forever. And the CD was just blank. And then she's like, I'm going to color on it and like design a CD cover for it. And I'm like, holy shit. Like we are so far removed from that that these kids don't even know what that was. And now they think that is fucking sweet. And there's nowhere to listen to a fucking CD. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like nowhere. Like I, my vehicles, I guess the Jeep has a CD player in it, but that's the only thing. Uh, but I, I don't hop in the Jeep and be like, well, I want to listen to a CD. No, 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 we don't. Yeah. I'm going to quote the great Cole Russ from true detective and just say time is a flat circle. Yeah, it is. It's right? hilarious. Uh, I remember when AirPods first came out and then, Shortly after, they sold cords to keep your AirPods together. So when one fell out of your ear, you didn't lose it. Right. Yeah. I mean, what's what's next? Somebody's going to put a cord on their phone and attach it to a wall in their house? I wouldn't be shocked. Right? So they don't lose it. Right? And I, I just leave my phone at home now. It's, it's attached to the wall. Maybe we, maybe we use horses for our vehicles. And that's how we measure how fast they go. You know? this. this how many horses... I got 20 horses that can pull this buggy. Yeah. You know? Or. 20 horsepower? What is? 20 horses? Well, yeah, that's that's what it means. I don't know, dude. How do you convert that? What if one horse is not as strong as another horse? Well, we're just taking on average, right? We're taking the mean. Are we taking on average or are we taking, like, the best of the best? We getting, we're throwing in. If we're extracting DNA and throwing it into a Ford Raptor. Yeah. That's like 600 horses. Yeah. Are we pulling DNA from 600 Clydesdales or 600 Shetland ponies? Ooh, that's a good question. Or thoroughbreds. Right. Right. How many sea biscuits? I mean, he was kind of. Who knows? Who knows? You know? You know what's next? Here's what's going to happen next. X, X is going to publish a daily recap of the top posts from the previous day and deliver it to your house every morning. Almost like a newspaper? Almost. Huh. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> right? Like, what other things that have just gone away due to technology and innovation... Is some idiot going to say, let's bring this back? All of it? (laughs) Literally all of it? I mean, it's just kind of like, especially being at uh, Barrett last weekend, and this just in the car sphere, but like the more things change, the more people want them to stay the same, Mm -hmm. right? Like obviously everything is heavy leaning EVs right now. Yeah. And I've seen some stuff on the interwebs. I haven't seen it in person. But I guarantee in the next couple of years, especially at a space like Barrett, there's going to be Tesla engines, but with a 67 
Mustang GTO body on it. I've seen the opposite. I've seen Teslas get retrofitted with a internal combustion. Right. It's the same same shit, right? <laughs> right. It's like it like the more we change, the more we want to stay the same. People are like, I want the technology of that car, but I'd like the gas. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's wild. It is. It is wild. Especially, I mean, I don't want to go down an EV chain here, but when I went to Barrett and I saw all the new EVs, mm-hmm. and it's like, why would you buy anything but a Tesla? Yeah. You know, like the new Mustang EV mm-hmm. takes you ten hours to charge it on a supercharger from E to full. On a supercharger? Yes. on a supercharger miles per hour is the charge rate on their supercharger. That's terrible. It's not good. No. So I'm just saying like all those things, it's like, I've seen some guys put like old school bodies on the tent, like, right. Like remove the Tesla body, put some old school car body on there. I think it's cool. It's sweet. Um, but it's just, you're right. Like the retrofit, like I want that Tesla. Tesla looks sweet. Let that fucker burn some unleaded though. Yeah. Put an exhaust on that bitch. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's just crazy, man. I saw that video. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, well, and even like digital cameras are big all of a sudden again. Yeah. And it's like wild. Uh, when Tom and I were looking up stuff for the wedding, there's an app you can get and get like people at your wedding to download and essentially they get like 10 pictures and then they all get sent to you on a Polaroid. Huh? So you get a bunch of Polaroids from your wedding and it's like, well, why don't we just get a fucking Polaroid camera? (laughs) But, but that was never good enough. You know what I mean? It's just like everybody wants that. Oh, I wish I could have that. And now we're just so far past Mm -hmm. coming back. I, I love Bluetooth. Fuck them CDs. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Yeah, I. Any song ever is way sweeter than digging through a Rolodex of CDs in the center console of my truck. For sure, I was, I, I, I I'm, I'm getting some more ink done, and I'm getting some for my dad, right? And was looking for something that he had written me a while ago, so I was just going through some old boxes, and I came across, you know, the big binder. Oh yeah. Of my CDs, right? And so I'm flipping through it. It's nostalgia, but fuck, that bitch was heavy. Yeah. You know, and it's and like... You to carry that fucker around. Everywhere that you wanted to listen to music. So crazy. So dumb. Now it's just all in here. Yeah, in my hand, whenever I want it. So dumb. So dumb. We'll evolve ourselves right out of this, bitch. We will. Someday. Someday. Sunday, maybe. Sheesh. Sheesh. Flight out of Phoenix. Oof. Had to turn around. Somebody kept ripping ass, and the plane couldn't take it, Ben. Somebody started pooting. Big poots. Yeah. Um, I'll just say it. I pass gas a lot. Respect. I, you know, I don't like to hold it in. I don't think that's good for you. No. So if I got to fart, I just fart. Um, I'll tell you where I don't, though. On an airplane. Yeah. Here's my only concern with this story. 
everybody's taken their first flight before. Mm-hmm. Everybody's been nervous for something before. Sure. Everybody's body responds to nervousness differently. Yeah. I know that upset stomach is a large response to nerves. Sure. Imagine being on your first flight ever. You're 30 something years old. Okay. You're heading from Phoenix to Austin. Maybe it's not your first flight, but you know, you're going to Austin, Texas and you have a massive job interview on the line. You're like, boy, I'm so fucking nervous for this thing. And you just, just ripping some gas, man. Yeah. And they're like, this smells so terrible. The toxin levels are so high. We actually have to land the plane. People are vomiting. Yeah. Unfortunately, I know that that's not the story behind this story. Right. This was somebody that came to town, my town, on a little bachelor party. And he was hungover. And apparently, I don't know if you read this. Did you read the whole thing? Parts. He looked at somebody and said, you think that's disgusting? And then he (laughs) farted. Before they got on a plane, he's like, you think, he was either like, that's disgusting, or you think that smells bad. And then he's like, check this one out for size. Oof. And then he just kept going with it. So I hope that guy lands on a no-flight list. DNF. Yep. Do not fly. Also, a lot of terrible news with the B2E pod and fucking planes, dude. Yeah. It's like we're on a crusade. Or we cracked an algorithm somehow, and we're just being fed this now because we've talked about us. Yeah. You know, it's like popping up on all of our feeds. We're seeing horrific plane stories. Did you see another one this week of the plane's engine just shooting fireballs? Not the plane from Miami. Not that cargo plane. Another one. I missed that one. I'll have to find it on Twitter. I watched the video. Insane. Somebody took from a window seat. There were probably 10 rows behind the engine. That's terrifying. And every once in a while, the engine's just shooting a fireball. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. I don't know, dude. I'm still going to fly. Well, yeah. If I go down, when I go down, like I, it's when you said it last week, safest, safest flight of travel or safest mode of travel. transportation. Yep. Without so, a doubt. Yeah. I'm in. I mean, again, the silver lining, none of these planes have crashed. Correct. Right? Correct. Like everybody's alive. Just some scary shit happens up there. Um, you yeah, know, I mean, I was on a plane from, well, it's a layover from Vegas to Minneapolis, but I was in Denver, got on a plane in Denver, um, and it was like at the height of the Ebola. Oh, sure. Stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I got stuck in the middle seat between a gal who probably weighed 100 pounds and a big dog in the aisle who probably weighed 500 pounds. Least comfortable flight of my life. Yeah. Little home girl on the window. She ain't never flown before. And we barely started moving. She started fucking puking. <laughs> and she didn't stop. And they kept, they brought her back. I think she puked four times. Oh, no. It was terrible. And I was like, she has a bowl for sure. I didn't know a lot about Ebola. I still don't know a lot about Ebola. Uh, I just know Ebola was happening at that time. It was about 2013. Um, 
And I thought for sure I was coming back with Ebola because with of the gal I sat to next on the plane. With Ebola. Yep. Jeez Louise. That's tough. Think on a plane, though. I mean, we talked about the poop, right, a while ago. Don't be fucking stinky on a locked airplane. You can't roll down the window. You fart. Roll no. down the window. You can't do that on a 747. Correct. You can go into the bathroom. Right. And rip ass. You might get locked in there. <laughs> you might, but that's that's a that's a choice you made. That's right. That's all right for us. Right. You're looking out for the greater good. Some might call you a hero. I can be your hero, babe. Some. I might be one of them. Okay. I would That's respect right. that move. You're sacrificing yourself for my comfort. Be much obliged. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Speaking of things going away that I'm sure will someday come back, Sports Illustrated's done. RIP in pieces. It's a tough look. It's a really tough look when you find out why. Yeah. Little little union busting action. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of fucked. Uh kind of wild too to think cuz that I don't know. Let me ask you this. What's more shocking? Sports Illustrated doesn't isn't a thing anymore or Playboy isn't a thing anymore? Well, um both staples of our childhood. Right. Um, and both kind of made a move to sacrifice their biggest selling thing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, boy, that really kind of ruins it for a majority of the readers. Yeah. And anytime you piss off the majority, right, Just it, it shows in business. It's never good. Right. Right. Um. Playboy did a thing with uh, a trans woman, uh, which obviously was a man who is now a woman, whatever. And Sports Illustrated did that as well. And that started to be the downfall. So, oh. yeah. I didn't know Playboy did that. I, <laughs> yeah, they did. After, you know, when I, when I turned, I don't know, 18, 16, I don't know. Whenever I saw my first real boob, right, yeah. I, Playboy kind of lost its luster a little. For sure. Right? So I stopped paying attention to them. I just know they like stopped putting out a magazine at some point. Right. I did hear at one point uh, they decided to do away with the nudity, which I thought was an interesting move on their part. Yep. Um, that would be like Sports Illustrated just becoming illustrated. Right. Yeah, yeah kind of wild. Kind of wild. Um, so I uh, apologize. I don't know. I'm reading this now. Uh, this is from NBC News. But it was in 2001, and it was kind of the start. Um, Bretman Rock becomes Playboy's first game male cover star. So. Which I'm not saying, right? Whatever. But... Kind of got to know the audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's very progressive of them back then. 
Yeah, 2021. Did I say oh, 2001? Yeah, you said one. Oh, yeah, 2021. Sorry. I was like, yeah. I feel like I would have heard that, but, man, yeah, I, no, guess for I sure. really yeah. did check I probably out. Bought, you probably bought that one, dude. <laughs> I mean, I had definitely checked out by then, but I didn't realize that checked out. Yeah, no, sorry, 2021. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sometimes the more we change, the more we want to stay the same, right? Right, right. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Goodness gracious. What's left? What did you What did you think of Mauer going to the Hall of Fame, man? Uh, I feel I never. I really didn't think Joe Mauer was a Hall of Fame player. Uh, that's probably controversial. Uh, well, he didn't make uh, our list of top ten high school Minnesota Minnesota high school athletes. Uh, which is wild. Being which is still wild that he didn't. I don't know what we were doing. I was um, doing some trolling. I was purposely leaving him off. I, I feel like that was, I mean, that might have been the first ever episode of B2E, was it not? I think it was our first draft. I don't know if it was our first episode or not. I'd have to go back. It was, early. It was early. You'd have to dig back deep into the archives. It was early, time. for sure. Uh, Yeah, dude. Uh, Congrats to Joe. The thing um, that Justin Morneau read, that video is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anytime one guy plays for one organization, I always think that's cool, right? Um, you yeah. just don't see that a ton in pro sports. Yeah. I will say this. 2010, Joe Maurer took steroids. Oh, and he, we, you think he did. Well, um, it, it, kind of an anomaly. All of a sudden, the guy could hit baseball really far. <laughs> yep. And then all of a sudden, after that, before that, he could never do it. It was just one year. I don't know what he hit, 30 that year? It was like 29 or 30, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 2009, never, I think, is the year you're referring to. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh and he did not do that any other time in his career. No. Not even close. No. And he missed the first month of the season that year. Right. So something fishy was up with old Joe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. I, I think would it's agree cool. with you. Um, unfortunately, I think I made a bet. I'll see if they remember it. Uh, two former players of mine, they were brothers. They told me that Joe Maurer was a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I said if he is, I would write them each a check for a thousand dollars. So, yeah. probably shouldn't have mentioned that. <laughs> hopefully, they're not listening. Hopefully, they forgot. Uh, <laughs> not naming names, but uh, I just didn't see that coming. I mean, I know, like, I think he's the only catcher to win the batting title more than once. Yeah, the only one to win it three times. Yeah. Right, yeah, so he won it three times. I think he's the only one to ever win it more than once. Sure. Uh, great. I mean, it's a cool story. Minnesota kid, right, playing for the Twins. Yeah. It's another reason I hate the Twins, to be honest. Uh, he was super mediocre towards the end of his career, and they just kind of let the guy fucking hang around, man. Yeah. And I think that people loving the Twins kills the Twins. Because Minnesota people love the Twins more than anything else. Sure. And it's embarrassing as fuck. Sure. 
They're also you there. like. Do you understand what I'm? You, you yeah. Understand the there. Yeah. You could go to a game any day, and there'd be a million seven jerseys. There probably still is seven T-shirts, right? Yeah. Jack's got one. Yeah, everybody loves Joe Mauer. And I get it. He's in the Hall of Fame. I also think the Baseball Hall of Fame is the biggest joke Hall of Fame there is. So, until Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame, I don't have a lot of good things to say about the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's fair. That's a cat's kind of fucked up. I also think, like, you know, all the gods of the 2000s should 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 be in there as well. Same thing there. Because all right. not wasn't just five of them on steroids. No. It was all of them. Yeah, everybody was doing it. So, anybody you put in in that era was was on them at some point uh and i would i'd i'd go to my grave on that that's a hill i'd die on yeah so i guess and i think like dan levitard sold his hall of fame vote one year to deadspin sure they could publish an article i don't know man like there's a lot of things about the baseball hall of fame we've been recording this pod for a long time today and i don't want to go into it but yeah it's fucking joke man yeah yeah, it's it, it it can be a little pretentious and stupid sometimes. Um, they, they they are high on their horse for sure with respect yeah. to it, and yeah, there's a there's a lot that can be said about that hall. It's it's going back to Mauer. It's cool that he's in right, like a Minnesota kid. It's a cool story. It's a great story. I also didn't think he was the first ballot Hall of Famer. Kind of wild. Right, fourth youngest Hall of Famer ever. That's extremely wild. And that Holy list, shit. that list is insane. When you put it, I think it's like Sandy Koufax, Lou Gehrig, Roberto Clemente, and Joe Fucking Mauer. Three guys who you would say, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then <clears throat> Joe Mauer. But you know, I, I also think like. From a baseball nerd standpoint, what he did as a catcher is pretty hard to comprehend because nobody else really ever did it. Yeah, for sure. You know? uh, that's also the problem right there is baseball hardos protect baseball unlike any other sport. Yeah. Oh, you got to play it the right way. You know, I don't know, man. I, did, I mean, we could, we could go into a rabbit hole next week on the game of baseball sure. and the baseball hall of fame. I just think it's pretty fucked, man. We can get into that in baseball season. Yeah. Anyways, shout out to Joe Maurer, I guess, uh, in some respect. <laughs> you did it. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, Joe, uh, congratulations. Sorry. Yeah, sorry we left you off our list. It was tongue-in-cheek. We get yeah. it. You're a great athlete. <laughs> Gatorade Player of the Year in football. Full ride to FSU. Said no to Bobby Bowden. Hot damn. That's crazy. What if Joe Maurer would have been the quarterback of the Vikings? Probably have a Super Bowl. Probably. 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 All right. Anything else, brother? Uh, Let's see. I think we're good, my man. I think that about covers it for the eve. Good shit. Good shit, dude. All right, fam. Everybody have a great week. Um little different week this coming week see probably not going to drop a gambling episode on friday as is there is no thing to gamble upon 
<laughs> nothing yeah. uh, of significance, right? We could we could do some digging for some rando NBA or something silly, but we just you know doesn't feel right. We want to end the end the gambling pods um, with a bang for football season on the Super Bowl. So we're 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 taking this Friday off with respect to that. We'll be back for the Super Bowl um, and ready to rock, and then fucking waste management open people's open whatever you want to call it and nascar just, around the corner formula Oon about to flare up again just place your bets right maxwell shopping get him in Great. all right and uh yeah so yeah so little, that's a little update for this coming week but otherwise you know everybody have a great week as mentioned keep killing it out there we'll catch you all next monday appreciate you listening ben do your thing my man appreciate y'all uh be a friend tell a friend uh check out only the important stuff on wednesday gpynm on tuesday please like comment share subscribe unsubscribe rate five stars all that fun stuff be good everybody whatever you do get back to you Just like my privacy It ain't nothing wrong If you choosing not to ride with me I got a sidekick You know how Batman Robin be Oh Bonnie and Clyde My feelings is down to ride I just say the word The dog is jumping the fence I ain't say a word The shorty say give me dance Oh that was your girl She screaming my government <laughs>